Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up, people are riding, jogging. There's motorcycles, cars going by. They never had an eyewitness. No one ever came forward and said, I saw someone fleeing or I saw a car racing away. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. June 4th, 2019. It's a sunny spring afternoon in Cleveland, and a local man and his girlfriend decide to go kayaking at the city's Rocky River Metro Parks Reservation. It was 5.20 in the afternoon. It was probably 75 degrees out. That's when they notice someone on the riverbank, a man slumped over on a park bench. And and there was plenty of traffic, people running, people on bikes, people driving by, and I was just shocked that we were the first ones to see them. This man originally thought the person he saw may have been intoxicated. When he went to check on the victim, he quickly realized there was more to it. That's when I noticed that there was another person uh, on the scene. Yes, he was face down in the water mm. on the riverbank. Mark Namick joins us from WKYC in Cleveland, Ohio. Mark, can you start by telling me about this area, the Cleveland Metro Parks Rocky River Reservation? Cleveland has one of the best metro park systems in the country, and that's uh, that's the view of, of many experts uh, that study this around the country. We have a chain of you know what they call reservations, uh, you know, twenty two interconnected chains that span from the city's you know far west side to far east side. Um, gets a lot of attention for efforts to literally connect it all and ultimately bring it to Lake Erie. So it, it, it's very popular. Uh, the, the reservation we're talking about is an area called the Rocky River Reservation. Uh, not a mystery where the name comes from. Uh, it runs along. Uh, there, there's a Rocky River and a Cuyahoga River that flow through this area on the city's west side on any given day. You know, almost 12 months a year, you're going to find you know, your typical joggers, bikers, and fishermen um, all along uh, the riverside, uh, as well as kayakers and others. And it's also because we're, we're near a lot of the cities, and in this particular one bumps up towards Cleveland, a lot of people use it as just a route to drive through, a little more pleasant drive than perhaps the, uh, the traffic of the nearby highway. So it's a pretty busy, pretty crowded area, and it sits just below... Uh, in the valley from a Cleveland Clinic uh, hospital that, that's above and uh, not far from a very active golf course called Big Met, which is one of the busiest public courses in the country. You mentioned that this is a good area for kayaking, and it's two years ago then, on June 4th of 2019, that some people are out enjoying the park, kayaking down the river, and they spot something. Walk us through what they discovered that afternoon. Yeah, near the river's edge are benches along this Metro Parks. That's part of the appeal. You can sit really close to the to the water. I think uh, if there was a lot of erosion, you might even these benches might even fall in. That's that's how close they are. But again, that's that's the beauty of it. You can really feel close to nature. 
the kayakers are, are going downriver, obviously, and uh, they see two bodies, which we, you know, will quickly learn is the bodies of of Kate Brown, 33 years old, and Carnell Sledge, 40 year old, two friends that that were on the bench, just feet from the river's edge. They uh, the kayakers came across them, knew obviously that these were bodies, and called the police. On June 4th, 2019, at approximately 5.22 p.m., the Cleveland Metro Parks Police received a report of two deceased individuals in the Rocky River Reservation. Responding officers located Carnell Sledge, a 40-year-old male, and Catherine Brown, a 33-year-old female. Ms. Brown died of a gunshot wound to the head, and Mr. Sledge died of gunshot wounds to the head. Both of the manners of death were homicide. And as the chief said, and I can confirm, our preliminary investigation reveals nothing other than this looks like an isolated incident. In the time since, what have you been able to learn about these two people, Carnell Sledge and, and Kate Brown, who were found that day? You know, they the family of Kate Brown says they were longtime friends. I mean, that's the bottom line. I think early on, people wondered if they were dating or that they... Uh, were in a relationship and perhaps there was, you know, a, a, a jealous partner involved here, but the family insists they were just longtime friends. They say that Kate used the Metro Parks as a place to exercise, uh, play chess with her mother, um, and meet people. She, she enjoyed the park. It was part of her, her escape. What do we know about their day then on June 4th, 2019? Have they come to the park together? They didn't. They drove separately. They had agreed to meet, um, and they. We know that they arrived. Uh, you know that because the police have built a, a pretty good timeline. That that uh, in, and it's a short one. That they had arrived around five o'clock, um, and that they believe they were shot really within the next ten or fifteen minutes, based on the phone data that they looked at, um, and that they didn't drive together. Uh, that they literally just said, "Let's catch up." Uh, Let's meet down in the Metro Parks. Um, It is on the west side of Cleveland, as I said, and uh, they both were were coming from that that west side. Another key detail in this is the way that they were shot. The gunshot wounds were in the back of their heads. What is that suggested to investigators or to the families about the nature of this crime? The family believes that indicates that this was a surprise to them, that they, they didn't have a confrontation with anyone. They, you know, weren't uh, surprised by uh, another person that they knew, uh, you know, coming down there. It was just something uh, that, that they were completely unaware of. Uh, there is no indication based on the investigation that there, there was a struggle or that they fought back, you know, in many ways that, you know, pains the family, um, you know, just the idea that, um, you know, that she, she was shot and then, then died right there uh, is, is actually extremely painful for the family when they talk about it. But that detail is something that haunts them. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. 
It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. And the other thing that strikes me, and I think it's what stands out to most people who've been following this case, is how seemingly random it is. As far as we can tell, these were just two friends minding their business, sitting on a bench in the park, chatting. And now two years later, we still don't know why they were killed. Do we have any indication as to who could have possibly wanted to do this? If investigators have any indication as to what a motive might have been? No. And the family doesn't believe uh, that the police have one either, that they're you know somehow not sharing it or anything. They Initially, the police looked into whether or not there was a jealous boyfriend or was there uh, a rift going on between Carnell and some other friends. None of that proved to be the case. Uh, I think in most investigations, the police always look closest to the people involved and then they go from there. And they they really did run down all those leads. We heard plenty of whispers and rumors that, you know, maybe there was a boyfriend involved or what was the nature of their relationship. Um, and, and in the end, it you know, it really all proved to be they were just friends just meeting that day. And they they never, you know, they never brought a suspect in. Uh, they never identified anybody as a in in cop speak, a, a, you know, a, a person of interest. They got nothing. Uh, and it, it speaks to what you just said, the randomness of this. What about any potential witnesses? As we've discussed, this was a sunny afternoon in the park, there were presumably some other people around, if not, you know, the kayakers who made this discovery a few minutes after it happened. Did anyone see either this happen or see anyone fleeing, anything like that, as far as we know? No. And, and you know, that that really does confound the police and the family, given what I, you know, talked about a, a minute ago at, at this place is generally a pretty busy place. The area known as the pull-off lot north of the Lorraine Road Bridge in the Cleveland Metro Parks Rocky River Fairview Park Reservation is in a highly trafficked area, especially in the late afternoon. It sits below a hospital. It's got a probably a, a 10 to 12 foot wide a bike path with, you know, two sides. People are riding, jogging. There's motorcycles, cars going by. Tuesday, June 4th was a nice, warm, early evening. Temperatures in the mid-70s. And accordingly, there were plenty of people and plenty of activity in the park. They never had an eyewitness. No one ever came forward and said, you know, I, I saw someone fleeing or I saw a car racing away, uh, you know, to to. To date, we don't know that they've had any of that. We know that there has been no no suspect uh, identified. They did receive a number of tips, uh, you know, related to to to, to Kate and Carnell uh, that were all checked out. Whether it was you know suspicious friends or anything, but there there, there was nothing nothing there. We're now marking the two year anniversary of this. Has there been any movement or, or any updates at all in recent months related to the case? No, and that has the family uh, very concerned. Uh, the father of Kate, uh, Tom Brown, you know, spoke to me uh, recently and said that you know he worries that it, the case is being forgotten because there aren't any new tips. In that, uh, you know, detectives and officers that have worked on this case two years ago have a couple have retired, one's been promoted. Uh, that that worries him, and that is a reason 
that the family is speaking out again. They want to remind the public and, and generate awareness that this case is still unsolved. And that brings us to, you know, a, a little bit of tension between the family and the park system. Uh, the family, you know, quietly went down and put up signs around the murder scene, asking again for tips, reminding people that there's a $100,000 reward. And within 24 hours, the Metro Parks took those signs down, claiming they violated the park system signage rules um, and that they're not going to allow them. And the family is devastated. They believe that unless somebody is reminded, this case is never going to get solved. They're hoping that somebody at this point is talking about the murder, bragging about it. Somebody's involved in another crime where there's a link to this murder and that, you know, they'll they'll call that phone number, that they'll, you know, reach out. And uh, that is what's driving them. They're just worried without awareness, this case is going to die. Right. And that's that's what we hear all the time in cases like this, that, you know, somebody must know something. And it sounds like the families have been very vocal about not wanting the public to forget about this case because they do firmly believe that somebody out there holds the answers. Yeah, the family's realistic. They don't expect somebody to be driving by the sign and go, oh yeah, I remember two years ago I was driving by and I saw this this car speed away. It it really is just trying to keep it out there that so somebody is, again, their their words, bragging in a bar about it or talking about this, that someone hears it and and makes that connection and calls in. Because at this point, you know, uh, they don't believe somebody didn't come forward that knows something from that day at that scene because there was a lot of attention to this case when it when it first happened you know it's it's rare this may be the only double murder in that metro park system ever so it got a lot of attention um and the families were speaking out so that kept it alive they just believed this this is now in you know, in the hands of, of the people involved in this murder and that they're just hoping that someone, you know, connects it to them and uh, calls in. Well, we'll be hoping that that we get those answers soon and that more importantly, the families of Carnell Sledge and Kate Brown get those answers soon. Mark Namick, reporter with WKYC in Cleveland. Thanks for sharing the story. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Daily Crime. We're here five days a week, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast or follow it on whatever podcast app you use. And if you're enjoying the show, don't be shy about it. Tell a friend, leave us a rating and review. You know the drill. And if you're looking for more true crime podcasts, you can find a list of all of our other shows, including our weekly true crime chronicles at vaultstudios.com. That'll do it for this one. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. 